Lonzo Ball makes an emphatic statement in regards to his plan to return to basketball. We're going to talk about him doubling down yet again about his return. We're also going to dive into the mailbag. All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes. You guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for the day. And we are a little, a little over a month away from training camps opening in the NBA. Actually, for the teams that play overseas during the preseason, they actually open up training camps in less than 30 days. But we have just about 30 days for every other team in the NBA to uh, start training camp. And so the FIBA basketball play so far has been fun to watch. And, you know, I know the whole thing is shaked out on, oh, the NBA is not the world champions. You shouldn't say world champions that came out. And, you know, NBA players responded to that, which is always funny to see that happen when, like, the athletes, you know, kind of don't agree with stuff. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not even going to make that a topic today. I think most I'm, most of our audience is highly intelligent. And, and you guys know, I always say you guys are one of the most passionate and smart fandoms in all of basketball. And that's why I'm glad for the, you know, the community that we've built here. So we're not even going to get into that. But for those that have been watching the FIBA uh, tournament so far, not just the USA. I know some people do only watch USA and there's nothing wrong with that. But, like, just the the brand of basketball over there, and it may just be because it's been a minute and I am just happy to see high-level basketball yet again. It's just been a fun tournament so far. And, you know, yeah, Nikola Vucevic has been over there cooking. He had another big game, not as big as his first game, but, listen, undefeated. They're 2-0 so far. So, you know, it's good to see Nikola Vucevic. And like I talked about before, it's like it's just important. Um, you know, I don't want to overrate the importance, but, you know, Nikola Vucevic having that uh, that opportunity and ability to kind of, you know, jumpstart ahead of training camp and really be in that shape and in that mindset going right into training camp, depending on how far his team goes in this uh, in this FIBA tournament. But, you know, it's just it's just good to see basketball again. And I think that, you know, I love it when we do have the International Olympic FIBA play, all that type of thing. And, you know, we're going to be having uh, EuroLeague coverage as well now here on ESPN this upcoming season. So, like, we're going to have more basketball to talk about than ever. Like, and it's just easily accessible basketball. You know, not everyone's been able to go and watch EuroLeague basketball, even though it's been available online for a while. But, like, now having the ESPN presentation for it, I'm sure it's going to bring a whole new level of audience and viewership to it. And we're actually going to be covering EuroLeague consistently over on NBA Central as well. And I didn't even plan that as like a plug to it. But hey, go over there, follow NBA Central, which is the uh, the, the general NBA show that I do. Uh, Bobby C. Dub, Steve-O, we all over there. Big Kev pops in every once in a while as well. And we're going to be breaking down and talking about EuroLeague basketball. I think we're going to have one episode a week focused just on EuroLeague basketball. So kind of the biggest performances, big, biggest plays, things like that. Players to watch out for that could make, you know, the leap from EuroLeague to NBA just for those kind of have that hook for fans of, you know, they need that hook of, okay, but what about the NBA and any type of basketball that they watch? So, you know, just, but, you know, to get back on this FIBA Olympic style basketball, it's like, it's just a different brand. And so, you know, to have the big performances from players that you just aren't going to see big performances from um, in the NBA. And so it's it's just funny, you know, even, you know, hearing like Brandon Ingram trying to figure out uh, 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 the, the international type basketball style, it's, it's, it's different, right? And I think that so often we just look at basketball and say it's basketball, but it's a lot different. The spacing's different because the the court's a little bit smaller, the three point line's a little bit shorter. 
Um, it's almost a mid-range shot for a lot of NBA players, so you're gonna you're, you're able to see that. I really look at Paolo Bancaro as well as a player that I think is gonna you know much like how international play Carmelo was just amazing. He was able to play so many different positions because of the the style and change. I look at Paolo's being a player that's gonna be able to do that as well, kind of step into that mantle. Um, but it's just fun. It's just fun times, and I hope you guys are watching it, and hopefully you're enjoying it as well. If you do have, for the mailbag, any questions about international basketball, things like that, please do not hesitate to send that out. I want to hear your thoughts on that too. Now, I may pick up those thoughts and talk about them over on NBA Central just because that's a general basketball channel, but overall, just really fun basketball and a really fun place to be. But okay, let, let's let's get off international play and all that type of thing. If you guys can't tell, I love basketball. I live, breathe, and eat basketball. Like, I love basketball i love all sports really i'm just nine times out of ten if my tv's on it's on either some true crime uh uh, sports of any kind whether it be football basketball uh uh, baseball a little bit of hockey thrown in there soccer softball women's softball i love watching women's softball on top of everything else so like i just i I love watching sports and anime that's really kind of the things that i watch is it it is what it is man and marvel tv shows ashoka this is great but you know okay we're sidetracking that's live stream talk but uh Let's get into the Bulls topics for today. And so Lonzo Ball had an interview with Darnell Mayberry on The Athletic, and he says this. I'm going to play again. For me, I know what I've got to do to get back. I'm just on the path of doing what I've got to do every day, taking it step by step. I don't look too far ahead. I know in my near future that I will be back on the court for sure. Now, you guys know, I've gone over, like, the details of the surgery, you know, how how that it's been monitored over years and things like that. And Lonzo Ball has a difficult road ahead of him if he's going to make the return he would be the first NBA player to make a return from this injury if he's going to play at a high level and actually make it a career he's young so that definitely plays into his part I also think he got a new version of the surgery from what I read and so that may also help in that advancement and so while it's it's still bleak right I, I do want to be clear on that it is still bleak that Lonzo Ball is going to make a high level return to sports while some athletes do return to sports after cartilage replacement surgery not very many turn into high level, uh, you know, professional level of sports. And so Lonzo has a tough road ahead of him. And, and that's why they've already ruled him out for the entirety of the 2023-24 season, because it is such a long road. And so, you know, even, the, you know, I've talked about before the YouTube channel with the doctor, the sports medicine doctor, who kind of talked about the muscles that Lonzo needs to strengthen just from the video of him standing up and down um, in the seat and stuff and just looking at how like he's placing weight on certain parts of his body. It's going to be a long road for recovery for Lonzo. But the fact of the matter is, is that if Lonzo does it, it's going to be such an inspiring story. And so, look, listen, Lonzo is somebody who loves basketball. And like I've said so many times before, most of his life, right, from a young age, has been planning to get to play the game of basketball at the NBA level. Imagine dedicating so much of your youth, so much of just everything to one singular goal and then having that taken away from you because of injury right not because he wasn't good enough because he showed you he was he was good enough to play at the NBA level and had still so much room for growth right so much areas of just progression in his game that you would expect him to have had these last this last season and a half been him focusing on you know improving certain aspects of his game and just you could look at the way that he's improved his three-point shot from where he came into the NBA to just show how much he's dedicated to improving his craft and to have that taken away now that needs to be focused on just getting back to that craft, it's sad, man. And so 
I hope that Lonzo is able to make a return. Like And like me and Pat have talked about, I've talked about a little bit over here, I don't even care what level of return that is at this point. If Lonzo Ball is able to make a return and just be a defensive guy off the bench or just be a three-point shooter or whatever it is, or God forbid, get back to being that starting level point guard that he showed and flashed here at, in, in Chicago, having, like he said, as the perfect system around him, right? Like, just the perfect back. Him and Zach Levine at this point, right? Going in, They would be going into the third season together as a backcourt. The growth and everything from them playing together could have been, like, just amazing, right? And so it's another Chicago woulda, coulda, shoulda, or what if um, with a point guard that we have so many of those. When you look at Jay Williams, Derrick Rose, Lonzo Ball, we have so many questions around just, and that's just in our recent history right that's the last 20 years of Chicago Bulls point guards now I didn't mention every point guard in there right because even Chris Dunn like and, and and like just what ifs if this things worked out differently so you know it sucks and I hope that Alonzo Ball you know does get in more quotes from this uh this interview he says this you have to realize it's just part of life in, in regards to his recovery life is not easy and if you want the most out of it you have to push yourself forward and push your push your best foot forward so for me, even when I when I get knocked down, you've got to get back up every time if you want to keep going. Yo, you can always quit, take the easy uh, way out, pout, and and go to and go to the side. But for me, it's trying to get to a place where I want to get to. You've just got to get back up, go dust off, and keep going. Listen, Lonzo Ball is clearly motivated. He is motivated to get back to the NBA court, whether it be through wanting to prove people wrong, whether it be for just his own desire, whether it be just for the love of the game, whatever it is. He's finding that motivation to push through what I'm sure is a difficult recovery process to be able to get back to the basketball court. And so when, if he does, whatever it is, whatever happens, you got to you gotta just acknowledge and have respect for the young man that is putting his best foot forward. And he even talked about, like, he could have retired. And that's the easy way. He could absolutely retire right now and then just, you know, if he does, you know, ride off quietly, do, do your your re- rehab quietly, and if you're able to make a comeback, make a comeback. But, like, Lonzo Ball, I think, too, the thing is is that with Lonzo coming out and getting ahead of this right now, because Lonzo disappeared for a while, and we saw it. Like, it looked like he was stressed. It looked like you had concerns over, like, his motivation, things like that, because I'm sure it sucked. I have that taken away from you. But, like, now that he's out in front of it, he's doing interviews, he's posting videos, he's challenging Stephen A. Smith, like, there's a level of just confidence in that that you can feel it's palpable and so hopefully that comes through and like we'll see hopefully this time next year right in just a year we could be talking about instead of hey is Lonzo going to come back we could be talking about Alonzo Ball that is making his way to be at Bulls training camp this time next year and if that does happen you got to give your hats off and love Alonzo Ball in a case like that because listen a lot there have been tons of players that have had this injury not all in the NBA but just in professional sports and a lot of them haven't been able to make their way back. So praise up to Lonzo Ball. Hopefully he keeps that progression going. And we'll see what that ends up meaning in the long run for Zoe. But, hey, I'm hopeful. We'll, we'll see what it has. I have my doubts around how, how tough it would be for him to theoretically come back. I have my doubts because of looking at the medicals and things like that. But, listen, shut me up. Shut Stephen A. Smith up. Si- silence every doubter that you have. Make a comeback. And then we'll see what that's going to end up being. So we'll see. Uh, But with that being said, experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way 
and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Said like, back on the Chicago Bulls, like, getting into this, like, we, like I said, we got a little over a month from training camp, and one of the things that the Chicago Bulls, in my opinion, need to do in training camp, the first thing that they need to do is establish their identity. Now, that's we've talked about that so 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 far, but this Bulls team, with training camp needs to be, you now have your point guard, right? You have uh, Javon Carter. Yes, it's going to be a, a probably open battle between him and Kobe White, and I don't even care who comes out of it. But the mindset and, and the spirit of competition that this, and the edge that this team needs to develop in training camp this season, we need to do it. You got Zach Levine fully healthy. Everybody is fully healthy outside of Lonzo Ball. We understand that, but everybody is fully healthy and ready to go. And so when it comes to like a Patrick Williams, when it comes to Dalen Terry, when it comes to anybody on this court, Zach, DeMar, Vooch, every single player on this team needs to understand their role and how they need to impact the game outside of just scoring, but just how they need to fit. One of the most important with this Chicago Bulls team, this version of the team, is finding out how the pieces fit together and how to get the best combination of those pieces in each lineup to get the most out of it, right? I know a lot of Bulls fans are down on this team. I know a lot of the national media is down on this team, but that ain't got nothing to do with once the actual basketball is being played for this team. And head coach Billy Donovan, like I said before, if anybody, my sights are also on him. How do you get the best out of this roster? How do you utilize these players better than what you did? I've talked about it. Zach Levine, for example, one of the best catch-and-shoot players in the NBA. We almost ran no catch-and-shoot opportunities for him, right? Yes, we have players with limitations, but that's up to the head coach to put them in the proper areas to get the most out of them. We need to use Vooch more. He's here for now another three years, theoretically. Yes, you can move off that deal, but how are you going to use him and utilize him better? Andre Drummond could have left. He liked, he loves the city of Chicago and how the franchise supported him through his mental health. Now, how do you support that, right? And I don't mean, I'm not one of those people. I don't try to put everything on Billy Donovan because everything is not on head coach Billy Donovan. But I will tell you this, it is up to Billy Donovan to find a way to get to, to improve this team in the margins, to take advantage of now what you have, the Torrey Craigs, the Javon Carter, the growth from, from, uh, from Kobe White. How do you want to use Patrick Williams, right? How do you keep him motivated? Things like that. That is what coaching is about. And Billy Donovan is an important part of the piece because he is the head coach of this NBA team, and he's left much to be desired from. And that's not to say the players haven't either. Zach Levine, stop dribbling off your damn foot. DeMar DeRozan, find a better way to, to be more impactful off the ball, right? Because I think that's the next layer of the Chicago Bulls team if we're going to start unlocking certain players. I get why Billy Donovan has relied so heavily on DeMar DeRozan to be so ball dominant. I understand, right? That's his strength. That's his skill. But if this team is going to want to actually improve rather than just continue to tread water, you got to find a way to be impactful off ball as well. And that's for everybody. Let's like, and, and how much we've seen players kind of not move and operate without the ball is unacceptable. Billy Donovan going into training camp, the moment that he, that we're running plays and he sees players standing around watching rather than moving without the ball, you need to stop practice and call them the fuck out. That's what you need to do. I remember all the way back to like Tom Thibodeau's first practice with the Chicago Bulls. First practice. You guys can go back and fact check me on this one. It came out that Tom Thibodeau 
stopped practice completely when Luau Deng took a long two instead of taking a three-pointer because it is just that much more of an effective shot had you just taken one step back and shot the ball from three rather than a long two. And that season, because he started that in training camp, we saw that season Luau Deng be a more impactful three-point shooter and stretch the floor out a little bit more. Now, Luau Deng had his injury concerns later on, right? But that's the type of thing that you want from a coach. It's not all on the coach because the players are the ones that are paid millions. They need to be out there. They need to execute, those type of things. But when you're trying to set a culture, and that is my biggest issue at times with Billy Donovan, is that I don't think Billy Donovan is a culture-setting coach. But you got to try to do it. He's here. He's probably going to be here for a handful of years as well. We'll, we'll see with how he is with, with the Reinsdorfs, but we'll see, man. Hopefully that's what we'll start seeing, and I can't wait to start covering training camp. But all right, before we go, we got one voicemail that I want to play. This one's from JT. Hey, what's good, Hey, This is JT. So check this out. Something I was just thinking about. I, I think that low-key, as much as like Mark Eversley and, um, and Arthur, like AK, they want to keep this like core together of um, Devon, Zach, Booch, and Pat, right? And obviously they just re-signed like the, the Booch and they re-signed the young players of Io and um, and uh, Kobe, right? I'm gonna be honest, and I don't know if everybody feels this way, but I think that low key, like a part of the front office, know that this this victory is not really gonna go anywhere, and I think that what they gonna do is is I think that they just don't, like, ride it out. And I think that deep down they know, like, okay, obviously we got Zach as, like, a piece that could potentially get traded. But I think that they know, like, at the end of the day, our main building blocks going forward going to be P-Wheel, it's going to be I.O., and it's going to be potentially Kobe, right? And you got Justin Phillips and other pieces like Dalen, right? But I think that deep down, like, they know, like, this is not going to get us nowhere. So I think eventually – they're going to end up, like, trading um, or, you know, like, letting DeMar walk. Now, the other thing I want to run by you was, uh, me personally, as far as re-signing DeMar, I love DeMar, but I, I just don't think that he's going to be that piece to, like, get us over the top. And and you could say, like, maybe that's, not, that's probably not on our team already, but then you could say, like, well, maybe that, you know, eventually, like, Pat could grow into that and Zach could grow into that. I don't know. But I just think that I don't think that the Bulls should re-sign DeMar um, because I feel like he's getting up there in age. Like, of course, his game going to age gracefully, but that's not going to put you over the top. Like, that's not like that's not like KD and Stephen Curry aging, aging gracefully. Like, they they way high-caliber players as far as superstars. So I think that um, – I don't think they should re-sign DeMar, but if they do, I, I, it got to be like a small contract, like at least two years. I'm not signing him for more than three. And, I mean, me personally, like he getting up there, I, I still feel like you getting up there, hey, like is either you come off the bench or we just going to have to just trade you. Because even though, like, he could score, like, 20-some a game, like 20, 24 a game, like plus a game, it's not going to get us nowhere. I would rather us invest in our future as opposed to just keep on beating a dead horse and keeping the same thing together, knowing, like, we just going to cap out, like, at, like, a 50, potentially. All right, great points on AK building around the core. Here's what I'll say is that you say that DeMar isn't a piece to get you. We don't have a piece to get you over there. We're not even at a place where we can talk about getting over the top. We can't even see the top right now, right? It, you can't see it. So, like, DeMar DeRozan is a culture setter, and I think 
more importantly than anything, that's why you hear Mark Eversley and, and even the players, they talk about how DeMar help, has helped their growth, right? And that is important when you have those young players. But you also have to have those young pieces show that they are ready and in a place to take over the mantle if needed. And that is, like I've been saying for a couple of months now, right? Or a couple of weeks, not months. But, like, that is one of the biggest things that scared me about the Chicago Bulls team. We, we have a lot of uh, tons of question marks still in our young players, and they haven't really started to show, like, that they can be big pieces, right? That they can be, like, Patrick Williams, even right now, I know some Bulls fans don't think, and they may hate to hear this, but Patrick Williams, even right now, as a player that can hit the three-point consistently and defend at a, at a high level, can fit on almost any NBA team. For, he's going to have a 10- to 12-year career just based off that, right? But, of course, relative health, but you want to see them take the next steps, right? Rebound more. Go in those in-between things a little bit more, right? Dalen Terry. We don't even know what we have in Dalen Terry yet. He's so raw, right? Same thing with Julian Phillips. I have confidence in Julian Phillips. I like Phillips as a prospect, but we haven't seen it yet. Again, we just got drafted. We haven't even had an opportunity to see it yet, right? But, like, even going back to, like, my last statements on Billy Donovan, that is another thing with Billy Donovan. Like, is he even the coach to develop those guys? But that's why you brought in the head of player development. You have to get the most out of those guys. And so, at the end of the day, like I said, AK is the type of GM from what we've seen in Denver a little bit here in Chicago is that he is going to let things go their natural direction. And so while DeMar isn't a piece to get you over the top, right, the Bulls right now aren't even a place to reach for the top. We're not. And so, yes, he's going to keep building around this core. He's going to keep, you know, making things go naturally and hope that things are going to develop. And I think we will see a change in coach before we see a change in the core unless, like again, a player gets injured and, and is majorly or something like that or you know, a player decides to walk, which DeMar could theoretically do, right? We don't even know if it's even in the Bulls' hands per se because, hey, the Bulls can offer him, yes, the most money. But if DeMar does want that ring and does want that title, which, great point. I can't remember who pointed out in the comments yesterday. It was like, well, if DeMar was going to ring chase, he would have took such and such from Golden State Warriors, which is an amazing point and one that I did not think about in that in the question we got from Kelder yesterday as far as if DeMar will ring chase. But again, at that point, that was three years ago by the time he reaches free agency, and your motivations can change drastically in one year, much less three. So we still got to see where it's going to go, but that was a great point as well. So I think that AK is invested in this core, and he's going to continue to invest in this core until he has a different a player that stands out, until there's a player, a young player, whether it comes via the draft or comes here via free agency, that absolutely hugely ups your ceiling of your team just by the way that they uh, operate on the court. We're going to see the same core for a while. I know that's not something that a lot of Bulls fans want to hear, but it's still the most likely scenario. Thank you for leaving that voicemail, JT. Thank you for everyone for tuning in to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for our mailbag episodes, the number to do so, 773-240, no, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked it in every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.